Hello and welcome to Zack Attack. We're never going to be better than this. This is episode, don't know the number, but this is a really great way to start off this episode. Six or something, six? Six or seven? Six or seven, depending if you count the bonus or not. I think it's six. We're going to say it's episode one, two, three, four, five, six. Episode six, at any price, from 2012. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And this was the first movie... No, that's not true, because I never heard of Parkland either. I never heard of this movie before we did this, did you? Had no, you... no, I, dude, I didn't hear anything about this. I didn't watch the trailer for this one, nothing. I went in completely blind. I remember hearing or reading about this a couple years ago, because two falls ago, September 2014, I fell in love with Micah Monroe, who is the actress who's Zac Efron's girlfriend in this. Oh, cool. Because at the same Fantastic Fest in Austin, the, the horror genre film festival, she was in It Follows and The Guest. And I was oh, like, that's Those are, right. Nope. You, I remember you actually telling me about her and me being like, eh, she's all right. <laughs> like, The Guest was my favorite movie yeah. from two years ago. It Follows is, you know, one of my ten favorite movies from two years ago. It sort of came out widespread last year. It would have been, like, one of my five favorite movies. Like, I love her in both those movies. And I don't think she's necessarily a great actress. Like, I don't think she's great. Like, she's good in this, I think. Yeah, she's pretty good. She's she's in the new Independence Day. But, like, I just, like, you know, she's super cute. She's in these great movies. And so I remember looking up, like, because I had never heard of her. She's like, who is this girl that, like, I've never heard of before? And it's all of a sudden in two of my favorite movies of the year. And she'd only done, like, ten or so movies by that point. And this was, like, her first, I think, feature film role. <laughs> wow. And importantly, and which is kind of crazy, because, like, she's got, like, a big part. Like, she's not... Yeah, no, she's, like, a main actress in this, yeah. And more importantly is that she, while filming this movie, started dating Zac Efron. So uh, there are a couple on screen and also a couple off screen. I mean, she's cute. She just looks really young for me. Like, I can't get over... I mean, like, you know, my sister's, what... 19 or 20 or something and she looks way too much like my sister and her friends for my taste <laughs> it creeps she's, me out a little bit she's 23 now so she would have been i guess 19 so she's there. dead on yeah this is a, she's yeah, young she's she is young, young. I also found out about her that she's apparently a professional kiteboarder, which is like some f- kind of like. Do you know about kiteboarding? Yeah, I guess. Is it like I'm, I'm assuming it's like windsurfing, but it's a surface water sport combining aspects of wakeboarding, snowboarding, windsurfing, surfing, paragliding, skateboarding, and gymnastics into one extreme sport. Damn. Okay. And she's a professional at that. So not only is she, you know, a Hollywood actress. But she is a professional, I don't even remember the name, kite surfer? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, she kind of looks like a surfer a little bit, right? Like, she has, like, the surfer build going on. I just saw The Shallows with Blake Lively, and she could definitely fit into that whole, you know, stranded on a rock in the middle of the sea, <laughs> getting surrounded by sharks. Yeah, yeah, she definitely could. Yeah, that would be awesome. But this movie, what's weird about this movie on a personal level is that it has two of my, like, all-time crushes. Like, I love Micah Monroe, and Heather Graham is, like, one of my all-time is movie the, crushes. Is she the skanky one? She's the one who is cheating, or yeah, 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 the, the dad cheating old, the old on, and the one who hooks up with Zeph at the end of the movie. Yeah, dude, she's, I like this chick a lot, too. And she played a great character in this movie. I was really happy with her. I don't even know, like, what she is in this movie, aside from just, like, town slut. <laughs> old skeezer. That's what, that's what I refer to her as throughout my notes. Just old skeezer. Like, you gotta have a certain kind of mentality to be having this ongoing affair with this dude, and then as soon as you sort of catch wind that his son has talent, then you start, like, macking on him. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, multi generational, like. But, dude, you have to remember they're in Iowa. 
So it's not. It's like kind of slim pickings. Like, did you see they had like acres and acres and acres of farmland? So I mean, like, there's probably not that many dudes around. Well, that's true. And they also make a point of that at one point in the movie, right? Where Zeph's like, I have something to do. It's like two hours away. And the guy's like, I don't want to drive two hours. He's like, We're in Iowa. Like, what else are we gonna do? Mm-hmm. And like, they just drive two hours, and that's when they steal. I think the whatever charger. Yeah. I went into this totally blind, and this is my favorite Zeph serious movie I've seen. Like, not even ironically, I really enjoyed this movie. I can't believe it didn't get more praises than it did. I It was really, it was just, it was a cool premise. Like, it was something new for me. I thought it was pretty cool. Well, what are you comparing it to? Parkland and That Awkward Moment? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, That Awkward Moment's like a romantic comedy, so, like, Parkland was kind of shitty. But, like, you know, we've never really <laughs> seen Zeph in, like, a serious role and I think he just nails this one. This was, like, a great movie. There was, like, a lot of complexity to his character. He had some great range in this, you know? Like, I was like, oh, damn, maybe this is why he does so well in, like, some of the other shit that we've seen that's much later where, you know, his characters are, like, really developed. Like, this was a good movie. I enjoyed it. I will watch this again. But one thing that sort of disappointed me about this movie, like, I didn't love this movie, but I did like it a lot more than I thought. And we're gonna, I want to talk I want to talk about a little bit later about the mixed critical reception to this because I looked up some of that. Oh, cool, yeah, it's very it's very weird but the one thing that sort of disappointed me about this movie is that we're in iowa he's the son of a farmer by the end of the movie he's basically a partner or like the soon-to-be inheritor of his yeah. dad's farm and he doesn't have an accent like how do you not have like some kind of like midwestern accent this is, this like come on that's like something out. no this is such an american thing to do you just like just skim over accents and besides iowans really don't really have an accent honestly for, I, I feel I've like some iowans and they they really don't have like an accent they're actually pretty kind of middle of the range like they say some like some goofy words and shit but like in the context of the movie i don't think you'd really know it but i mean of course zeff does sound like zeff i think he would sound like a little bit more washed out the dad pretty much nails it he pretty much sounds like right. an island the dad dennis quaid because there's the, the the midwest farmer sort of that whole aspect to it and then he's super into nascar so you think that it might be like sort of a hickish like he could do he could do like subtle things like he just doesn't try like it's just he, i mean he's not doing a bad job acting I mean, yes like you said like he does a good job acting he just does not care about trying to put on an accent at all which is good but if he had a really shitty accent we'd be talking about how shitty his accent was yeah, that's true. So, I'm kind of glad that he didn't. I, I liked it the way it was. It didn't distract me from the movie. I mean, yeah, I agree. At some point, I was like, man, I, like he really sounds pretty Californian right now. And <laughs> then, but then I was like, you know what, just fuck it. Like, I'm just going to run with this. Did you when the movie started? Did you think it was going to be set like in the past, like in the fifties? I really did that. Okay, because like we said, I didn't watch the trailer, so I was thinking that we were going to get like a fifties farm movie. And then, you know, they hit us with some, like, you know, race car stuff, Zeph, sleeveless. By the way, this is a great way to start a movie. We get a sleeveless <laughs> Zeph in a NASCAR t-shirt. I was amped. I think they sold me in the first 15 seconds. Like, that that part came out. I saw him, no sleeves, NASCAR t-shirt. I was sold. Because the whole, like, opening to the movie, like, the opening credits is this old-timey sort of slideshow? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, like, really old film, kind of. Yeah, I get you. But it seems like it's modern day. Like, there's nothing about it, because, I mean, like, the, the car part that they steal, and, like, sort of the, the farming equipment, which I had no, I mean, I should have known, never really thought about it, but, like, you know, that computer system that Dennis Quaid has in his tractor. Oh, yeah, like, shit is badass, right? I want to be, I, okay, so, like, throughout my notes, I have, like, many things that just say, like, damn, I should have really lived in Iowa. Like, how badass would it be <laughs> to be a farmer that he doesn't even fucking drive? Like, you could you could play phone games 
in your tractor all day and let the fucking tractor drive you around. That's the most badass thing ever. I, I think that I, at this point in my life, I could be a farmer. Probably could, but I mean, would you want to be? Isn't that kind of boring? I don't know. Dude, you have, like, a bunch of land. You could buy, like, toys, like, fucking race cars and shit and just, like, drive around your, like, property and nobody's going to even come fuck you up. You can be always drunk all the time. Like, you can do whatever you wanted. Just, like, shoot guns so you in be, here. you want to be, like, a combination of, like, Zeph and his dad in this movie. Like, the work of the dad, but, like, sort of the leisure activities of Zeph. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I'm, like, kind of in between in their ages, too, so I could kind of play both parts, you know? There you go. Yeah, like, I would, like, be able to just dick around all day and then have my tractor drive itself. Like, I would, like, know enough about the cool technology, be cool with talking to old people. I think I could do this job. I'm pretty sold. Where they have? They have a corn farm? Yeah. I mean, everybody in Iowa grows corn. Like, the fucking Iowa State or whatever is the Cornhuskers. That's their team name. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. Very, you're so smart. <laughs> This is this is another movie though. Like we talked about it, I think last time that we've seen. Like it's another crazy different role for him. Like he's been a farmer, he's been a doctor, he's been a lawyer, he's been a frat dude. Yeah, I mean, he's getting. We, we're getting into the range of Zeph here. Like he he has like a lot of range. I was sold on this farmer kid too. He was playing it really well. Like I was very convinced. Like you know the scene when the dad comes up and he's like, "No, dad, I'm not a farmer. I'm a race car driver." I was like, wow, he could have been in like one of these like actual NASCAR movies, not Talladega Nights, but something close. <laughs> it's sort of weird. I mean, like the whole the whole like thrust of the movie, like the whole point of the movie or the whole narrative, like the conflict of the movie is that he's got this older brother, Grant, who the parents love. And like, yeah. this is the guy who's going to inherit the he's farm. He's like the prodigal son. He went away. He's going to come back. Right. He, everybody loves him. But he never comes back the whole movie. Which, he, you know. Which blew me away. I was really surprised with this. I thought they were going to bring him back, you know, have Zeph fight him, and this was going to be the conflict, and then, you know, like, it was going to go back to Zeph getting shit on, and this is what was going to happen. And that didn't happen. This is part of the reason why I like the movie so much. I was just, like, waiting for his brother to come back, and he never did. Because they literally, I mean, this is sort of a little, I don't I don't know if I like it or don't like it, but they literally roll out a red carpet for his brother to come home. The brother does not do come they? home. Because they do it another time, too. Are they, like, I don't know if they roll out the red carpet for the brother to come home, or they do it no, for I some think, other reason. I, I know think they the rolled it out for the brother. Did. I think they rolled it out for the brother, and they just never picked it up. Okay, so he was okay. I didn't get that part of the movie. I thought I that he think, brought it I mean, back in and then took it back out. Because in the beginning of the movie, when Zeph is having breakfast with Micah Monroe, and Dennis Quaid's like eating breakfast standing up because time waits for no man yeah. and blah, 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 and he grabs the carpet and he rolls it out, and we don't see it again until the end of the movie where he's sort of like disappointed in everything, that's when he like rolls it back yeah, up. Yeah, when he's but, frustrated and Candence is leaving. Yeah. This is this was a very interesting movie, man. I'm stoked about this one. His dad is a seed seller, is he? He sells seeds, but he also like shadily buys property. No, I don't think he he doesn't sell seeds. I think I think he's just a farmer. The whole like the No, but he does the... sell seeds because he works for like he has like buy the seeds. Like that's the whole premise of the movie, right? I know that he's a farmer. I think he also sells seeds and I think he was like buying land on the slot. Well no, I think I think the whole seed thing, if I gathered it right, he gets in trouble by that one guy that he screws over from the beginning of the movie. Yes. Who sort of looks like Mike White, who the guy who has written great things and was in Enlightened, and I think he wrote School of Rock. He which and he just sort of disappears in the movie, but he screws this guy over because 
the movie kind of opens with a funeral and the and the dad real sort of shady move goes in there and like swoops in on the the dead guy's kids and just like hey i'll buy your land yeah and screws over this farmer who's like basically been renting the land and then that guy disappears from the movie and you think it's gonna be this other guy who sort of called these agents but i think the whole like that whole thread and the agents who get called to investigate the seeds, I think what the thing is, is that, like, big agriculture, now that it's more regulated, now that it's, like, a multi-billion dollar business, they sell these seeds. And, like, in the back in the day, and this is what I got, it might not be right, okay. but back in the day, you know, people would plant the seeds and then reuse the seeds that fall or whatever. Now, because they're GMOs and they, they're, like, more regulated, you can't do that anymore, but that's what Dennis Creed, I think, was still doing. I don't think he sells his. No, I think no, he, just, like, he does because he has like the records of the. He like had to go in and like burn up the record. Remember, like when he like goes in and he like that's why he's fighting for like territories. He's like selling seeds to these guys, and that's why Candace goes with him. Like that's his job is like to sell seeds, man. I don't know. Okay, that I guess that makes sense. I mean, I think either of them makes sense. I don't know. It's, he it's was, strange. He was doing both. Like he was like he was like selling the seeds that were grown, but you're not allowed to do that either. You have to sell new seeds every year. And right. so he was, like, reselling the seeds that he had somehow instead of getting rid of them or something. And, like, you're not allowed to do that. And that's why the dude's like, did you plant them in your own crops? And he's like, no, of course not. Like, definitely didn't use the reused seeds. He's like, I just sold them. I, I don't know enough about farming either to, like, actually get the premise of the movie. Maybe they could have been a little bit better at explaining what was going on. But I'm glad they didn't because then it would have just been, like, this fucking farming documentary that would have been really boring. Well, there's one part where I don't remember what it was. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I wrote down that Dennis Quaid's under investigation for cleaning and reusing seeds. And they're talking about it in a way that, like, like you just said, like, I literally have no idea what they're talking about. Because they're not talking. I didn't know you need to clean seeds. Again, yeah, they're not talking in a way that is in a movie. They're talking a sort of like farmer's talk. Yeah. And then after this conversation ends, Micah Monroe goes up, Cadence goes up, and she's just like, she basically says, what are you talking about? And then he explains to her and he explains to us. So, like, it's 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 cool. Like, I mean, okay, yeah, I yeah, that was kind good, of the point of her character. Yeah, the, this is the first movie I think we've watched with Zev where the writing of the dialogue wasn't shit. You know, like as long I think, yeah, I agree with that. I think the you have to be careful. I don't think this movie hits that point. I like Inception. I've only seen it once in theaters. I, have, I don't really remember much, but I remember a, a criticism that a lot of people had of Inception was that Ellen Page's character was just everybody was just she just was there to ask like ask the questions the audience because that movie was so complicated yeah. that she was just there like okay what's going she on she was now? driving like, the story like, by being a character but, but not like in a yeah, good way yeah, yeah. it's just sort of like lazy but it writing. wasn't like that in this movie i mean candace does it like once or twice the rest of it we kind of pick up on you know like there's like other things going on that like other people deliver shit it doesn't feel she doesn't feel like the same character as the chick in inception to me she's more complicated than that she has the relationship with zeph Right. Like, the relationship with the dad. Like, she seems like she fits in the movie. And I don't think... I'm going to disagree with you about... I, I don't think he's selling seeds, because I wrote down in my notes that you have to buy new seeds every year, damn GMOs. She's like, it's kind of like... Like, what you're doing is kind of like bootlegging DVDs. Then what, then what the like, fuck do they have the customer appreciation party for? Who, who are the customers? I, think, uh, I See? don't know. Told you, he's selling seeds, dude. He might be selling seeds, but... The, um, yeah, he is. That's why they have. That's why he has like the records of what it is. That's why she says, "Let's walk through the fields. You're going to buy seeds from us now." That's why he's competing with Liberty Seeds, the seeds dude. Like that's his like arch nemesis is this other seed seller guy. 
And he said he was going to flip-flop back and buy back from him, and, like, the whole, like, you can't change mid-buy, and you needed, like, the proper authorities to okay it. When they're, like, at the race, when he first sees him at the race, like, they, like, meet up, and he's like, I heard, like, this dude flip back to you, and he's like, yeah, he's like, well, you can't steal my sale in the middle of it. He's selling seeds, dude, for sure. What's weird about this movie, and I think is kind of cool... I think it's cool. It might be a negative. I'm not sure. But, like, you could enjoy this movie and, like, not care at all about the farming. You could enjoy this movie and not care at all about the race car driving. There's basically three things going on. There's yeah. the whole farming subplot. Uh-huh. There's the whole racing subplot. Uh-huh. And there's just, like, a family drama. Yes. That's what I liked about this. This was, like, and it was nicely intertwined, too. It didn't feel like three separate movies. It played well together. And there are three things that I normally wouldn't want to watch a movie about, which is why it surprised me so much. Like, I don't give a shit about family dramas. I don't care about farming. And NASCAR really doesn't do anything for me either. So, like, to see them all come together and make, like, a pretty interesting movie, from my perspective, I was like, damn, this is pretty good. Because what's weird, I I was remembering as I was watching, because Zeph starts out sort of as, like, this, not like an underground racer, but, like, just sort of like this dirt, like they're like he's racing like figure eights, they call it, and it's just yeah. like this dirt track, and it's dangerous, and like he's good at it, but like it's sort of scary. And then he progresses to NASCAR, like I think NASCAR. No, or something, it's like it's like it's something like representing NASCAR. It's like minor like league NASCAR. Yeah. yeah, but I, just like watching that, I'm just like, oh, like this is so boring. Like just watching NASCAR, like I can't imagine. I mean, I know the whole point of why I think a lot of people watch NASCAR is like. For the Rex? And no, you watch NASCAR that. because you can get really wasted and you don't miss anything. It's the same reason why people watch football. Because you can be really drunk and you don't really actually miss much. Well, because in the movie, you know, they're talking... I think I think it's the, like, the mom and the dad are talking. And the mom who's been like in every TV show ever, like Kim Dickens, yeah. been in like, an eight major TV show that's like a major recurring character... She, like, the dad's like, I can't believe this is so dangerous. She's like, well, nobody would show up if, it, like, there wasn't the possibility of a crash. Like, you know, what he's doing is dangerous, but, like, that's sort of the whole point. Yeah, that thing's cool. I, my dad and his friends race, um, like, on dirt tracks and stuff like this. And, like, I've seen them actually do figure eight races and stuff. And it's, it's, it's fun. Like, normally it's just, like, a bunch of rednecks that, like, just like to, you know, it's, like, their hobby. The cars aren't really expensive. They do all the work themselves, like Zeph did. And, like, you just, like, it's just like a fun thing and you win some money or you can win some money it's just like interesting but i guess in iowa like which is really cool is in the setting is that if you don't really have much else to do and the land is so big and like everything's so far away what are your exciting entertainment options watch fucking dirt races go to high school football games and stuff like that it's iowa things to do yeah you know what i want you to imagine so imagine the scene that they're sitting there i just had this thought and i want you to imagine it Imagine the scene that they're sitting there holding hands in the track, you know, like when they're like in the stands watching Zeph. Now change it with the parents from Modern Family. Why? <laughs> just because that's just really funny in my head, dude. <laughs> like, because when you were saying that mom was on all the TV shows, I was thinking about replacing her in the movie with the mom from Modern Family and just seeing them be like really quirky. I just thought it would be funny. <laughs> It'll be way funnier to me because they're both pretty, but kind of generic blonde ladies. Yeah, Although exactly. I think Julie Bowen's a lot prettier. I mean, not that Kim Dickens is uh, not pretty, but like Julie Bowen, like Modern Family, is like beautiful. Like yeah. she's really pretty. But I mean, imagine if you had like this like ditzy, quirky mom and wasn't like this like stoic Iowan woman. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it would just be a completely different film. 
Because what I liked about her is that she's not, like, written as dumb, because at one point in the movie, like, when he, when Dennis Quaid gets home, she's like, I know you're sleeping with that woman, like, oh, I'm not no, she's dumb. not dumb at all, dude. She's, like, the coolest character in the whole movie. She's, like, the only thing holding this family together. Like, she has, like, one son dicking around, she, you know, like, she's taking care of Zeph, and, like, the dad's being a dick, dipshit, and then, like, you have her, just, like, holding the family and the farm together. She She's the only one that's actually doing work, by the way. Did you notice that? She's, like always getting the mail, cleaning off the tractors, like, yep. he's just riding in this GPS shit, like, anybody can do that. That's what I need to do. Actually, I have a, I have a, no, I have a note. This wife is the coolest chick ever. I wish Rachel tolerated me banging, banging young women and murdering people. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, but like, at the end of the movie, like, Zeph, sort of in a fit of rage, murders a guy, yeah. and then he and the dad dispose of the body, and that's kind of what bonds them. And I'm like, what is the like, what's the moral of this movie that, like, murder's okay if it brings a family together? No, 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 no. I, that's that's what I liked about the movie. It didn't really have a moral. I thought that they were going to go really preachy about it. You know, like, we saw some, like, funeral shots and stuff like that. And even when they had, like, the funeral or, like, the, you know, like, the missing kids ceremony type situation, I thought that they were going to get kind of preachy and, like, he was going to turn himself in and, like, this was for the greater good and he was going to take one for Zeph. But no, it just kind of ends and, like, they're just cool with it. But it's actually really weird that, like, did you notice that, like, the dad is really torn up about it, but Zeph's totally cool? I don't think it's sunk into Zeph yet, like, what he did. And I think that the dad, you know, the whole, like, at any price, like, the whole name of the movie could literally refer to, like, a million different yeah, things. Yeah, in the movie. It was a and good so, title, too, yeah. And he's kind of like, you know, it's, in this case, it's like, you know, I'm going to give my kids a good future at any price. Like, I will sort of shoulder the blame and, like... Because it's not only that, like, that Zeph doesn't, like, Zeph's cool about it, but, like, the mom, again, in, like, this fit of, like, genius strikes, and she's just like, is this about that missing boy? And the dad's like, yeah, and she says, well, what happened? He says, I killed him. No, he says, and, he like, says he just, Dean do it. And he, he says, says no, no, I did it. I did it, yeah. But I think the dad was, and, that was kind of, like, this, like, meta version of he did it. Like, he knew that he pushed Zeph and didn't give him credit. So, I mean, like... He's saying he did it, but I think everybody really knows that he didn't do it, so. But then, like, why is, like, no, I don't think, I don't know that everybody knows. I think the family knows, but I don't think everybody knows. Do you because, think the like, dad knows that's why because it's... That, that awkward conversation in, like, the coffee shop? Like, when they're sitting there, and he comes up to him, and he's, like, being, like, overly nice to him. Like, isn't that, like, a huge tip-off? Guilty conscience never needs an accuser type situation. Like, he's like, dude, like, I made the sale, but I just want you to know that, like, I'm not going to take it because this. And the dude's like, dude, business is business, man. Like, do what you got to do. I'm dealing with my son here. And he's like, okay. And then he, like, grabs him really weird. He, like, holds his arm, and he's like, is that all? And he's like, yeah. And then he just, like, walks out. I think the, I think the dad might know, man. Yeah, I think that knows. I think it's... Like, he knows that they're involved. Like, he, he doesn't know who did it or who did what, but he knows that they know. It's weird. I don't know. I mean, I don't know that it matters. Like, I don't... Like, no, it it's really not... Matter. Like, there's no proof, because... Also, like, where... What is that well that they deposited the body down? Uh, we don't know enough about farming, dude. We need to study up on some fucking farming. <laughs> I'm serious, man. Yeah, well, I, did you know that there's just big assholes in the middle of farms that just fall, like, hundreds of feet down? <laughs> that apparently, like, you can just dispose of whatever, and, like, not only do people not find it, like, people don't even, like, think to look for it there. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, it's like, oh, kid's missing. They're gonna walk through the whole thing. They obviously knew exactly where this big-ass hole was, so this has to be, like, a common farm thing that we just don't know about. What was the target audience for this movie? I have no idea. 
I can it's tell you like that enough, the movie like, made... teen, It's not enough like a teen love story. You know what? You know what the target audience was for this movie? I actually thought about this when I was watching it. Kids that are too young to do anything but go to the movie theater and they need a movie to make out to. That's exactly what this movie was. I guess if you're like 15. You're going to see a movie with a girl. You want to see something really stupid that you're not going to pay attention to, but enough of a story that you can pretend like you know what it was about when you tell your mom what you did. Oh, it's about farming. Like, yeah, there's a recent guy and whatever. Jack Efron that killed someone, and that's like that's the whole movie. See, you got like you know four sentences worth of movie. It doesn't even look like you were making out the whole time. So this movie, okay, here's a, here's a guess. How much do you think this movie cost to make? Thirty-five dollars. No, just kidding. All the cars and shit. Maybe a million. I don't know. A couple million. I don't know how much movies cost. I have no frame of reference. Five million. Oh, yeah. How much do you think it made in the theater? Twenty. Four hundred eighty-seven thousand. Damn. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they lost a <laughs> lot of money on this movie. Really? See, that sucks, yeah. dude. It must have been promotion or something. Because, like, this movie wasn't bad. Like, what the fuck happened? They had some good actors. I mean, like, Zeph was in it. When did this movie come out? Did it? Was it, like, a summer film? Or was it, like, a fall movie? Because I'm thinking, like, if you release this in the fall, right as it starts to get cold, teen makeout movie... You're going to make a killing. A lot of people are going to see this because it's a stupid movie. I wonder, and I wonder what came out next to it. It opened only on four, like, it was never huge. I mean, okay. like, it, it never, okay. it never got more than 81 screens, which is not a lot. Yeah. I mean, like, blockbusters, like, big movies are on, like, 4,000 yeah, screens. Yeah, yeah, so This is, like, a, a very small, small movie. movie. Okay. It started on four screens in April 2013, and then it ran for, like, three months. That's a shitty, t- that's a shitty time release. Really. See, if I was their marketing director... You release it at the end of summer blockbusters, and you catch this back-to-school teenage population where they're just starting to find somebody to make out with, and that's what you do. I want to see if I can find out what else was in theaters at that time. Yeah, I wonder what was, like, rivaling it. Probably, like, Hunger Games. I bet it was Hunger Games or something. No, it was actually, okay, at any price, had a per-screen average... Of four thousand dollars a screen, which is actually so. The weekend it opened, which was on f- only four screens, it had a f- per screen average of four thousand dollars, which was about fifteenth. It was fourteenth, but overall it was sixty third. Um, the new movies that week, the number one at the box office was Pain and Gain, the Michael Bay movie, which I love. Okay. That's with Mark Wahlberg on the Rock. Okay. Oblivion, that Tom Cruise sci-fi movie. Forty two, the Jackie Robinson movie. Some movie called The Big Wedding, which I don't Dude, know. Dude, this was a the shitty crudes. time for movies. I remember yeah. this time of movies when 42 came out, because that didn't do really well either. It made $10 million. 42 made $95 million really? total. Yeah. Damn. I just feel like nobody was seeing movies at this time, like, in theaters. I remember, like, there was, like, this, like, you know, nice patch. Like, that's, that's nothing really, like, that we're like, oh, man, this was a great movie, you know? Like... Yeah, it never really did great either as a per-screen average or as a, you know, just overall, just sort of like a flop. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I kind of want to watch the trailer now. Same. Now that we've seen the movie and, like, figure out, like, how they market Because I honestly don't know how you would do this. Yeah, I wonder if they were, like, focusing on Ziff or focusing on the NASCAR part of it. Maybe the trailer was just way off. Yeah, we should have watched it, huh? Probably. I mean, we can't be expected to do everything. I mean, we're doing a podcast about it. We can't, watch, we can't be watching trailers. <laughs> That's like another two minutes of my life, dude. This movie is a little bit longer than some of the movies we've been doing lately. It's like an hour 45. It's way longer than Parkland. But it doesn't feel very um, long. It didn't feel like it didn't feel like it was fluffed. 
it didn't feel like it was moving slow for me. For being set in Iowa and being about farming, didn't feel slow. Well, like, the whole, I think, the, the, like, mm, I don't want to say the point of the movie, but, like, the way that the movie is told, it's sort of like a slice of life. Like, yeah. there's specific things that happen, like, you know, it's not any day where the kid's gonna, where Zeph's gonna murder a kid, or not any day that he's gonna, like, you know, win a big race and then go to, like, the minor league of NASCAR and then yeah. chicken out and then yeah, you know, all the, not, you know, What the fuck happened in the NASCAR thing? Because, like, all of a sudden he's getting, like, bumped a little bit, and then he has this, like, you know, flashback situation He's, I think he just panics. He panics, he closes his eyes, and then he just, like, pulls off and quits. Because I think the whole thing is that, like, to win, you have to just, like, you have to keep the gas down and just have confidence in yourself. And I think he's just rattled, and he just, he's like, I can't do this, and just lets off, and then lets everybody sort of pass him. Yeah, yeah, but, like, what the f- fuck? Like, he was, like, winning. I think that he was, he went in there thinking that he was going to, like, skip through this and go straight to NASCAR, and he realized that this was a little bit more difficult. And he was coming from, a like, a race league where he was winning everything, and he didn't know right. how to adjust to not winning everything immediately. Which, like, I feel like yeah. I can relate to this. You know what I mean? Like, if you're, like, really good at something, then you, like, go up a scale, and you, like, meet somebody else who's really good at something, you're like, damn, like, maybe I wasn't the best at this, so. But what's weird is that, like, he never fights to overcome that. He just sort no, of gives just, up like, racing quit. altogether. And then he just, like, gets drunk and drives into a tree. <laughs> and then has a cane, and then starts, like, smashing cars with the cane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why, like, I don't understand, like, that's, like, there can't be a moral to this movie, because... It's not very like, moral at all. Yeah. <laughs> It's almost like, you know, like, things are going to be okay as long as you can inherit the family business. Like, you can, like, screw up your life and give up on your dreams as long as you have a daddy who's going to give you his yeah, farm. Yeah, it's a really bastardized prodigal son story, right? Like, that's, that's what I think this movie is. Like, that's the framework for this story. Like, the other son doesn't come back, or maybe he will or something, but, like, it's, it's a prodigal son story. One guy leaves, they're all waiting for him, the other kid's doing good, and then he fucks up, but then he does good. You know, it's like the reverse of that. Because, like, at the start of the movie, the, the dad really wants to give the farm, like, the, he's, like, ready to hand over the farm to the older son, yeah. and then, because he never comes back, he's just like, alright, I guess, like, my other son, like, it's just, he's the only other guy around, <laughs> yeah, so... how shitty would that feel if you're the other son, and he's like, look, I'm gonna give you that 300 acres. Like, even Zeph in the movie's like, Dad, you were going to give that to Grant. And he's like, uh, yeah, but he's not here, so you're going to get it now. And he's like, no, I don't want it. <laughs> like, I would do the same thing. That's pretty funny. You get some secondhand hand-me-down farm. Like, fuck that shit. I want my own. Well, the dad does try to do nice he things does. for he Zap. He changes. I mean... So once he sees him win, the dad goes through this, like, changing period where, like, once he sees him win and he starts dealing with all the bullshit of, the, like, you know, washing the seeds, whatever, the dad starts to put more faith into Zeph. Like, he wants to, you know, like, get into his racing stuff, but for Zeph, being a kid at that age, he's like, it's too little too late, you know what I mean? Like, where were you? Like, I've been winning these races for weeks now, and, like, you don't come to any of those, and, like, now you're all stoked about it, and, like, I got shit to do. Like, I got my own friends and stuff. Because, like, even after Zeph crashes the car, like, the dad goes out and, like, buys this whole, like, you know, it's like a sort of a fixer-upper, but, like, he buys a new race car. Yeah. He's like, hey, we can work on this together, and Zeph's like, no, I'm done with that. And then, like, it, like, he's done with it. Like, it's not like there's, like, ever, like, they don't overcome, like, this conflict. It's just like, no, like, that's it. Like, it's just done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wish I would, I wish they would have... Uh... But, I mean, that would have, then it would have been really a racing movie. They would have had to, like, cut out the murder and stuff like that. Like, it would have had to been, like, Zeph's NASCAR run, you know? Like, he would have had to, like, finish winning the race or something. I mean, another at any price means that, like, you know, to bond with your son, you'll have to do, like, whatever it takes in that... Murder. You know, if, you, if, you're, if your son doesn't want to bond over, like, fixing up a car, you guys can bond over disposing of a dead yeah, body. exactly, man. 
My dad and I have never bonded like that. I feel sad that we haven't. I'm gonna call him later and you ask him why we haven't killed somebody. Time. Yeah, why we haven't killed somebody. Kill somebody. Why we haven't killed someone together. Dad, why will we dispose of bodies together? Well, did you hear? There's a there's a news story that broke today, the day that we're recording this. That you know we're talking earlier before we started recording about Pokemon Go. That somebody was playing Pokemon Go and found a dead body. Yeah, I don't know if all of these are clickbait yet or not. I'm still I'm still kind of on the fence about them. You know, like I've seen like all of these random ass stories and like. Unless they're coming from CNN or New York Times, I'm not going to believe them yet. But what's, what I'm thinking about as we're thinking about this movie is that just like watching some kid like play Pokemon Go in the cornfield and then like stumble upon this hole in the ground and then find the dead body. Like it's just it's all coming together into one little yeah. narrative. Or the little kid's playing Pokemon Go and falls in the hole and then he dies. Moral of the story: Look up from your phone every once in a while. <laughs> please, please pay attention to your surroundings is the, like, banner that comes on when you first start it. Okay, so I have a couple questions about this movie. So, you know, we saw the old skeezer when she, when she and Zephyr are together. The first thing I got was the quote from Step Brothers when he's like, she got a taste of the old bull. Now she wants the young calf. And, like, that's the first thing I thought. So I just instantly went back to Dale Dobeck. But how the fuck did she get there? Because it's not like he really, like, ever has a cell phone. So did she just, like, show where, up, like, at the farm? Where does she get where? Like, at the granary where, like, they have sex on the greens? Or are you talking they about... Had sex, yeah, yeah. They had sex, like, on the farm. And, like, if you're in the middle of nowhere, how do you not notice somebody pulled up to your farm? Or is, like, that farm part so far away from the house that like, you don't even notice that someone comes to it? Like, that silo that's full yeah. of corn or whatever that they... Yeah. Or se- are those seeds? I don't know what that is. Grain. We'll All I'm green. thinking is that that's super unsanitary for whoever they're selling. I, I was stuff wondering to. if a lot of seeds have semen on them now. And she was also like, "Oh, I lost my shoe," and I think she maybe finds the shoe. But like, there might just be like a shoe in there. Like, it's just <laughs> how do you explain that to your dad? You're gonna or like, how, how does like the people that are buying this grain? Like, you're gonna go make some whiskey. You're like scooping some out, and you're like, "Oh, damn." Another lady's shoe. <laughs> like, like, what? <laughs> but, like, at the same point in the movie, like, Zeph is, like, super broody, and he's just drinking Jack out of a bottle, or drinking some kind of whiskey out of a bottle, and just, like, staring out the window. Like, he doesn't even watch her go. He's just like, I'm, d- I'm done. I got my, got my fill. <laughs> yeah, and Cadence is watching from the side. That was, like, a very weird scene of the movie. They have a really kind of unique sort of interaction, Zeph's girlfriend and the woman that he cheats on oh, her yeah. with. Because, like, she goes with her friend or whatever. This is why to... she's so young to me. Because, like, she looks young in the movie and she's doing, like, little kid shit. And, like, I don't know if that's, like, part of it or I don't know what was going on. But she's acting like she's 14. They go to Heather Cram's house and they're just, like, throwing rocks. Just, and the like, guy at she's the with door. Is, like, they're just, like, yeah, they're just throwing rocks at the door. And she's just like, oh, it's just, like, a thing to do. Like, it's fun or whatever. <laughs> and then she throws a rock and it breaks a window. And like, let's get out of here. And then Heather Graham runs out of the house and As like they're trying grabs to hop her on before she like, can drive muffins. away. <laughs> they're like trying to hop on bikes. And like, you think like this is gonna be like, the big moment. Like, you know, this is like all the cars are gonna be on the table. And like, it's over in like eight seconds. Like Heather Graham says, "I'm gonna call like, the don't cops." Make, send you, like, said, I'm gonna call no, I'm gonna call. Like I'm gonna your get your dad. Yeah, join your join your dad in prison. And then Micah Monroe slaps her in the face and calls her a whore and then leaves. She's, just she's like, a oh, whore and says, you it. old whore, go get your own boyfriend. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, that was pretty badass. I liked it. But, like, does she does she ever see Zeph again? I don't think she does. No, she was just kind of bitter about it. And she's young. She leaves and, like, she says goodbye to the dad because she sees the dad in town. And she sort of, like, helped the dad out and the dad kind of, like... Helped her. Yeah, exactly. This is another part of the movie. I thought they were going to get back together. I'm really glad they're not. Threw me for a curveball. I thought they were going to be like, I forgive you, young love. We can do this. Like, oh, she sees Zeph when Zeph comes up, like, why are you throwing rocks? And he's like, she's like, go banger again. 
and they like just peace. That was a good one. Okay, can I tell you my can I tell you my fa- favorite favorite quote of the whole movie? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you caught it or not, but this was hands down my favorite quote of the whole movie. He's about to do the figure eight race, right? Like his family's there, and he's like, "If you win, you ha- you go in the other circuit, but you need fifteen grand for it." And the kid, and this kid is like, "Like, dude, where are we gonna get fifteen grand for you to run this race?" And Zeph's like, "Well, I got it saved up from the other races," and he goes, "That is beer." beer and abortion money and that's it (laughs) it was like the best line in the whole movie i heard that but i don't think i heard the line before that i'm like i don't know what that's in context yeah you needed the 15 grand yeah that was that was my favorite line so i was watching this movie and as i see zeph and like the dipshit okay i won i won iowa potato who's exactly who that was and i wanted more of him in the movie because he was awesome everything that came out of his mouth was great this is basically a waif if waif was set in Iowa. Yeah, kind of, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> now that you said that, I didn't think about it. Yeah. Like, instead of him being a DJ, he's just going to be a race car driver. A f- or a farmer. Or a farmer. Yeah. Yeah, it's like he could fix up houses or farm, or he could be a DJ or a race car driver. Yeah, good point. So I'm trying to figure out in the movie if I am more of the dipshit friend, or if I was more <laughs> of, like, Zeph being the race car driver... And I just came to the terms that I was just like a perfect blend of both. Just like Zeph's good looks, dipshit, <laughs> dipshit things that I say. Like, this is so abortion dumb. money. Oh, man. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. So at the end of the movie, the whole like the big conflict is that, you know, these seed guys come into town. Yeah. And they're like, we need to look in your farm. And then I the guess... The seed FBI. Like, the seed police. The seed FBI, Yeah. <laughs> And then I guess, you know, he goes to the farmer that he screwed over and just like, hey, like, I'll let you rent the land again. And then I guess that guy just calls him like, oh, I got wrong information. And like, they just leave. Like, it's just resolved. Yeah, yeah. Well, he makes that deal with the guy from the beginning, which I, I, you know, I'm a sucker for the full circle movie, man. Like, I want it to always be the first guy you see in the movie to be like the, the, like, I watch way too much SVU to not buy into that shit. That's what I want to happen. So when he came back and I was like, oh, shit, it's this guy. I was really stoked. But yeah, so he, like, makes a deal with this guy because he, like, fucked him. Like, he bought the land and kind of kicked him off the land that he was, like, renting to farm. So he, like, signs him up and he's like, look, dude, I'll let you work the land rent-free for as long as you live. Just, like, call this off. But, like, I want to know, like, would the seed police just leave? Like, they were called so, there because that guy called them. It was just like, yeah. there's something you should be investigating. They basically go to the farm but they don't and they find get anything, chased off the but farm. They don't find but they get, no, but they, I don't know if they no, don't they find do, anything because they they're basically... The, he burnt the records. He set them on fire. That was, like, the scene with, like, him getting out of bed and then he, like, sets the, he sets the sails on fire that were the ones that he sold the fucked seeds to. So they didn't have record of the other farms to go check, so they didn't find anything. But, like, they can't look at the seeds? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they're all gone. I don't they, understand They already seeds. had checked his farm. They already had checked his farm, and he was like, nah. He was just selling the bullshit seeds to other people, and he got rid of the records saying he sold them to the other people, which they could have just actually got the books from the real company, which is kind of weird. But this guy, he you know, he could call them up and be like, look, I was being spiteful. This dude bought my land. I'm really bored. It's Iowa. There was nothing else to do. I just called the seed police because I was bored. So he never really needed to make amends with that guy. He just wanted to because he felt bad? I think that that's what it was. Because he comes... Well, he knew that he would keep pressing him 
and that he could eventually get, I think he could eventually get the books from the company. This is what I'm surmising. That he could, like, eventually keep pushing it and, like, make them get the books from the company and, like, actually find out and bust this dude. But he's like, it's just easier to unfuck this situation and, like, give this guy this farm back, make amends, and have him call it off and say, like, look, I was just being crazy. Sorry, guys. And then they'll just drop it and leave him alone. Okay. That's what, that's, that's what was playing through in my head of why this was going on. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, I really thought it was the the fucking the seed cleaner dude the whole time, man. They red herringed me. I thought it was gonna be him. He kept saying, "No, it's not me. It's not me. It's not me." And I thought he was gonna be like, "Was it me that told the seed police?" But it was me that told the other guy. You know, <laughs> that's what caused Zeph to kill the dude. So, weren't you just saying that you're, you've watched so many SVUs? Like, shouldn't you know what like what a red herring looks like? Yeah, dude. But you have to believe. You gotta believe All in right. the redhead. Otherwise, it's stupid. If you would know that it was the murder from the beginning, which it obviously was going to be, and you don't believe that it's the red herring, then what's the point of watching the movie? That's fair. You, I, I like to commit to being dumb enough to believe that it's the red <laughs> herring to get the enjoyment of the reveal at the end. And then still in the back of your brain somewhere being like, oh, I knew that was coming. Yeah, exactly. I was like, damn, I knew it was that guy the whole time. Yeah, you know, but, like, I want to be surprised by it, so I suppress those thoughts. Does that make any sense? All right. Yeah. Yeah? So, like, you, if you thought more critically about it, you could have figured it out more, but you just sort of let it go. Yeah, I purposely watch it just, like, just mind-numbed so that I don't pick up on what's actually happening. Did we talk about on this podcast that, like, sometimes I wish I was dumber so I could enjoy things more? I think about that about life all the time, my friend. The happiest people I know are some of the dumbest people I know. It's just sometimes it'd be so much easier to go through life just, like, oblivious and just, like, okay with stupidity and just, yeah. oh, I don't I don't know. Yeah, agreed. I would like to be really pretty and really dumb. The life would be so <laughs> fucking easy. I would say, you, like, you wouldn't like it, but, like, you wouldn't know any better. You would like it. What do you think all of... Uh, never mind. I'm just gonna st- stop there before I say some fucked up shit. <laughs> okay. Yes. You would just be dumb and pretty, and everything would go fine, and you would be great. One day, when I'm, when I'm reincarnated, I hope to be Paris Hilton. I don't know about <laughs> Paris Hilton anymore. I think we talked about this. I don't... I feel like I'm talking about... I know about this conversation with you... I don't think it was on mic, though, because we talked about, you know, you, you mentioned Paris Hilton. Like, Paris Hilton's a sort of, like, an afterthought now. Like, Kim Kardashian, but, like, I do think... But Paris Hilton has that family not, money, dog. I know. That's what I'm saying. But, She's like, like so the perfect, yeah, yeah, but she was also, like, you know, she was being pimped out by her mom all the time. I think Paris Hilton will be the perfect way to go. Pretty, really dumb, and has money that she doesn't really even need to still do anything for. Kim Kardashian, like, still has to, like, you know, you know, slang makeup on QVC every once in a while. Paris Hilton doesn't need to do that. She has fucking hotels, man. She's cool. And then she had that simple... Did you watch The Simple Life? Her and Nicole yeah, Richie when they were yeah, farmers? Did. Oh, yeah, we farmers. Like, that's... Is, there we go. There you go. Perfect segue. Just go back, edit Perfect. this, and put this before the whole... <laughs> the, the pretty people part. If we just readjust this, it'll sound like it made sense. So this movie got a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is not startled good, me. but I feel like... It startled me. I thought that this was going to be a lot worse than it was. I, I checked it out. I saw the 58%, and I was like, you know, you know, my critical range is 75 and up and 25 and below. Because I feel like the most interesting movies can be around that 50-50 split. Because it's those are the ones that are like polarizing. The people either like get it, or they don't. So what did you see about the reviews? You said this in the beginning. What did you see about the reviews? Yeah, okay. So it's 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, 60% or 60 on Metacritic. The AV Club gave it a C-, but Roger Ebert gave it a 4 out of 4. 
damn, really? She loved this movie, yeah. I can see why, dude. It's, it's a good movie. Like, it's good. It was, yeah. Roger Ebert, maybe he was just really drunk or something. There were a lot of debate. Like, it seems like the big sort of debate about this movie, like whether or not you bought it, is whether or not you thought how on board you were with the acting. And I think that, like, Ebert said, like, you know, all these guys nailed the small-town look, but, like, other people, or the small-town feel, but other people were just like, I can't get past the cardboard performances. Like, I think it's like if you buy into what's going on, you're going to love the movie. If you don't buy into it, then, like, it's just sort of like a, a melodramatic cliche of a movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. I mean, obviously, I was going to buy into it because, like, we have pretty unconditional love for Zeff, so I, I was going to buy into it. I would have pointed out if there was, you know, some bad acting or shitty dialogue or something, but he did a really good job. Yeah, I think all of them do. The the, the, farm, the dad farmer dude sells it, man. He could be any farmer. Like, I really believed he was a farmer for a while, so it was good. The mom was cool. You know, you know what's weird about this movie what? Two different times, they have, like, extended... Like, they, they had the national anthem. They showed the entire national anthem. They have people singing along the entire time. They have the Lord's Prayer when they're in church. They, they have the people singing like the Lord's Prayer these, the like, entire time. Kind of, I, don't, I don't think the word is montage, but I know what you're saying. And they do kind of like to do these, like, really sad moments with music over it. And, like, the, fi- the slow fade into the film. Yeah, somebody got really carried away in the editing booth, I think. Or didn't get carried away enough. It just like sort of like <laughs> let it like just let it ride. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that too. But they when they were doing the Our Father in the in the church, I was like, okay, guys, like I get it. And it's like there's yeah, they're still bit. going and they're like doing the search and it's like, but yeah, maybe we could have cut it down. They could have cut it down a little bit because like I thought like it didn't move very slow. But those those couple minutes, they could have definitely chopped them out and just moved the movie along a little quicker. Oh, you know what I thought was really funny is that when Zeph, I think it's, ooh, I want to say it's either, I think it's right before his big figure eight race, he's getting ready, and, like, that, that brother, like, that, that girl comes yeah, up with right a little brother, and she's just like, oh, can he get a picture? He's, like, obsessed with you, and like, he, she takes a picture of the two of them, but, like, in the picture, Zeph is just, like, looking at his rival, yeah, yeah, yeah. and... I'm thinking about, like, that girl's like, oh, yeah, like, we got the picture, but, like, no, you didn't yeah, get the picture, because he's yeah. not even looking and at the camera. say it, like, sarcastically. Like, I was expecting her to be like, okay, cool, we got the picture, thanks, come on, buddy, let's go, like, you're clearly preoccupied. No, she was like, we got the picture, great, yeah. Yep, totally okay yeah. with it, totally okay also, with it. Also, see, red herring, I thought that Zeph was gonna bang that girl. They brought her in, right before the race, my, my little brother's a big fan, that's, like, you know, code for vagina pics. <laughs> And then, no, he bangs the old whore. This is a good movie, man. Took me for a loop. Did you think at any point that the dad was going to kill himself? No, I didn't now until you just said that. But there's a lot of points where he could have wanted to kill himself. You're right. I thought he was going to kill himself toward the end of the movie. Yeah, before or after the murder. I think it could happen. I feel like this is the kind of movie where he might, like, if we follow the character after this movie ends, like, he might yes, kill himself. Yes, agreed now. Agreed now, but there's also now, but when you said it, there was hints of him almost killing himself before the end of the movie, too. I wrote down in my notes, it was after he covered up the murder, but before he confessed to his wife. Okay. I was like, is he going to kill himself? No, because it was like the murder, seed police still coming strong. Yeah, he could have definitely done it. But he didn't. No, he didn't. It was actually cool. Glad he didn't. But he might. He might one day. Maybe Grant comes back, murders him, and throws him in the same hole. Ooh. And wait, what is what was this movie called again? At any price at any prices to the last price. 
clearance. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Come on, get it. That's funny. That was pretty. No, funny. I get it. Okay, never mind. I just cracked myself <laughs> up. <laughs> I think that's all I have about this movie. Is there anything else in your notes you wanted to talk about? No, no, no. I think that that was about all I got. It was, I, I actually really enjoyed this movie. I'm glad that we watched this one. This is this is a movie that I would have never watched before this, and I watched it and I enjoyed it. I'm going to make Rachel watch it. This was good. The next movie we're doing is The Paperboy, which I do not know about. Same. Maybe we should watch the trailer for this one. <sighs> no, I'm going to go into a blind. <laughs> okay, cool. I'll watch the trailer, and we'll like kinda, I'll, I'll kind of feel it out for you. Actually, I feel like, I don't know if it's going to be this month before the Paperboy or maybe after the Paperboy, but our Neighbors gonna, 2 episode will probably yeah, coming we're, soon. We're creeping yeah. up on Neighbors 2. It actually we might come out before this, this does. We're recording this one early. We usually record toward the end of the month. We're recording this at the beginning of July. Yeah. So I don't know when it's going to hit Blu-ray or VOD. I think we looked it up last time. I don't remember. It's but soon. It'll be out sooner or later. Yeah. That's cool. A lot of Zack Attack Did I up. see, oh, I didn't, talk about, I didn't talk about Mike and Dave need wedding dates. I mean, that, this will sort of be old news by the time this episode comes out, but I saw that. It's now out officially as we're talking cool. about this. I saw it sort of an advance sneak peek. It's oh, written by so the guys fancy. who wrote the Neighbors okay. movies. You know, right? Written by the guys who did the Neighbors movies, who wrote the Neighbors movies. It's very funny. It's not... Like, I think that Neighbors is, like, really... For what it is, it's, like, really inventive, I think. Okay. I think it's something that we haven't really seen. This is less so. This is more... Like cookie-cutter comedy know, situation? Sort of. It's, like, two screw-up guys need dates for their sister's wedding in Hawaii... And so they put out an ad that goes viral, and these two like crazy party girls sort of, you know, find the ad and then is it sort of is it the exact same in. two chicks from Dirty Grandpa? No, one of them Aubrey Plaza yes. from it, yeah. But the other one, it's Anna Kendrick, like it, right? It, yeah, it's not Zoe Dutch. Anna Kendrick is like famous Zoe Dutch. Okay, yeah, they look very similar. So like when I was seeing the previews, what's her name? Uh, Aubrey what? Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. She's gonna start selling these like fake slutty rolls, man. This is the second one I'm gonna see her in. I'm excited for it. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Not gonna lie here. I had I had to. Never mind. I'm gonna keep my mouth shut on that one. Actually, I'll say it anyways. Uh-huh. I was watching the thing. I was thinking, damn, she's looking really hot. And I had to be like, wow, I really like her as an actress to Rachel because I was giggling at the screen. <laughs> yeah, hopefully she doesn't listen to this. Hope I mean, but she might. Shh. Don't you listen to this with her? Sometimes. Hi, Rachel. <laughs> Hi, Rachel. Sorry. Cool. So I think that's it. This was a good one. This is... Like, I'm always worried, as I'm looking at the list, that like one of these movies that we're not going to know about, like he's suddenly not going to be a leading actor. Yeah, anymore. yeah. We're going to get to that point soon, man. But we have like like almost like a year down the road if we're doing a one a yeah, month. Yeah, because like Charlie, like, St. Charlie St. Cloud, St. Cloud yep. 17 again, yep. he's the star. The High School Musicals, yep. he's the star. I think me and Orson Welles, he's, like, second. Like, he's, I th- I think, really, he's sort of the lead for a while. To be honest, I didn't think that Zac Efron was in this many movies. Like, even looking at yeah, the list, have... I didn't think that he was starring in this many movies. He has, like, a very prolific career for his age. We have, right now, 29 movies on our list, including four, including Neighbors 2, that aren't out yet. Um, or that aren't, you know, yeah. there's Neighbors 2, there's Mike and Dave, there's Baywatch, and there's The yeah. Masterpiece. So, assuming, assuming, um, excluding those, there's still 25 movies, and that's not to mention the 10 or so TV series that he did one episode of that we're not going to yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. I'm interested to get to Summerland, which we're going to get to at the end of next year, so not anytime soon, but he was like on like a bunch of episodes of a TV show, so Ooh. sort of interesting to see what we'll do for that, so yeah, look out for that December 1st, <laughs> December 1st, 2017. <laughs> I'm going to flashback to this episode and make you add that clip in. 
be like, right, we talked about ahead. it. I'm not going to remember. If you remember I'm it, absolutely I'll do it. not. You, can you set a reminder like normal to, no. to remind me to remind you to... Okay, never mind. Just tell Siri to do it. <laughs> you tell Siri to do it. For all things Zack Attack, you can go to cageclub.me or facebook.com slash cageclub. You can find all of our past podcasts, see what's coming next. See other podcasts that we've done or that are on the network like Cage Club and Keanu Club and Monkey Club and Now and Again and all these different podcasts. So head there for if you're bored and looking for things to listen to, entertain yourself with some of our free content. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And we'll see you next time on Zack Attack. Oh.